This episode is brought to you by the Tasty Tasty Chewing Gum. It's a magic gummy treat. You chew when it, you chew, chew it, the then gum, you float then and you go to the street. The then you you're on the street, the then you are going to spend it. Brand name should be coming soon. He won't even let us finish it. Okay. <laughs> oh I want you guys to know what? that he won't let us finish it. All right, we're going to spit the gum out because I learned this the fucking hard way. Spit your shit out. We'll have to go run to the here. trash can, no. and I also want to hear no, your we'll story. Fucking, we'll figure is it out Is this here. the podcast? Yeah, so... Because the first time that I ever did a podcast was on the Burt cast. If you guys know, Burt Kreischer had me on a show, episode 274 with Ron Funches. Didn't expect it to happen. We were sitting down. He he told me he wanted me on the show. And I had fucking gum in my mouth the whole entire time. And as I'm trying to, like, tell my story, it's like, yeah. And then I was 18, and it's so fucked up. And he didn't even tell me to spit it out. I guess I'll be right back. It's kind of cool though, because it, it like you can see. That was before you got your tonsils taken out, I think. And if anybody that hasn't done this already, if they go back uh, at any time before, when did you I get know. your tonsils out? Like a year ago? Yeah, like I got my tonsils out like episode forty. So anything before episode forty, or any of the interviews you were doing, like on the, maybe even, YouTube. Yeah, all my YouTube and the, videos. Maybe like the first time you talked to Sam, or the first time you were on some of these guys' shows, uh, Elvis Duran. Maybe the first time. Your voice sounded like basically you were a frog. What did I mean? Angela, she sounded like this. Hey, everybody. I just saw shoes on Instagram and I never podcast. <laughs> it did, no, it did sound like that. It, actually it was did. like, welcome back to the Kicks of Girls podcast, guys. Because my fucking tonsils were so goddamn big that they literally did this to my voice. Oh my God. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. I was I surprised know, I, I fucking yeah, suffocated. I have a question. I have a question. Did you drink out of this glass? Because now there's a little lip mark on nope. it. Nope. After you did your little lip stuff? Your I got lip. my own bottle of water, pal. And then you drank out of my glass? After nope. That? That's just a musty glass. And you should really? probably... Really? Because I was drinking out of it and there was nothing wrong with it. That's just and like... And there's a, a little lip mark on it. That, nobody wants to see that. I literally did it. You I think just, I was, well, you didn't admit it. Get this out of here. It's grossing me out. Well, I would like... I would have loved... Here, it's going to be right here. If you need water, it's right here. Well, I'm not going to drink out of that. Well... I want to. Oh, okay. This is what I was going to start this episode with. Actually, before we were fucking idiots, you did have a plan after all. Yeah. Um, I listened to a song today. I've been listening to really sad shit. Okay. And I listened to a song today about this guy. His name is Corey Wells, and he sings about how his his son died and how God must not be fucking real because how would you let his son die? Mm. And that kind of reminded me of you guys. Yeah, like there's kind of of hair on you. What did you walk in a fucking have hair a fucking me? barnyard? No, but you know what did happen is a, a cat followed me home the other day when I was in Indiana. What did you think of the song that I was uh, talking about? <laughs> uh, because that's the kind of stuff me and Anthony used to say like when we were in high yeah. school. I all think the time. that's fully justified. I, it's, I it's it is it is. Think that, uh, I think it should be a lot harder for people to believe in Let's God talk more into the mic. than it is. Uh, for most people when I was, because of stuff like that. When we were like in high school and we were arguing everybody in our family because we come from like like a, a pretty Christian sort Catholic. of a Let's Catholic. Talk I never into knew the, the difference. Mike what, do you, what do you want me to do? How about this, pal? How about this, pal? You're cutting now. He's asking us questions and then he doesn't I know, but you're, respond It's, it's almost like you're doing this to fuck yourself. <laughs> Still, the last episode worked out. Yeah, yeah. but you're back. you never back up like this Look and I'm him. pointing my finger at you now. Why don't we, instead of doing this podcast, why don't we stand on this table and fist fight? Okay. Continue your story. Um, yeah, but then you realize, okay... From the perspective of somebody that's Christian or whatever, there's a devil and all this horseshit too, and and you know, his son could have died because of demons, I guess. Instead of that's how they see it. Yeah, like there's the other things. Battle of- yeah, it doesn't from their worldview. It like wouldn't prove that God isn't real because there's well, evil. Well, to him, afoot. he's saying it, it makes him think that God isn't real. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah, because he's it. probably not. Fuck it. All right, well, not is that what the you Christian think? viewers are going to be like, fuck this show. What do you think Which about that? Fine. Um, I don't know. I kind of thought, I just wanted to see what you guys thought, because you guys know more about it than I I think I you've been listening to music that's so sad lately that it makes me think you're going through something, pal. What, did you, what have you heard? I was just talking to Anthony when you were in the shower, blasting whatever that was, uh, about how, okay, Anthony has just, to put it quickly, Anthony's got some reservations, right, about watching BoJack Horseman last season. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is a show that I love. Um, 
generally so he doesn't like it because it's too sad in a way. Like because he doesn't it, like yeah, to feel the levels of. It kind of pulled of... the rug out from under me. I like to think. And uh, Bo- okay, it... give a little background. Bojack Horseman it's is an awesome Netflix cartoon about a horse who used to be on a sitcom and then he's kind of over the hill now and he's like an alcoholic and stuff like that. It's very similar to Californication if any of you guys know what Californication is. It's like a better cartoon, a little bit more deep and serious version. I would say way more sad. Like every season something happens it just gets darker than the one before and after season five Anthony was out on it which I think is, you know, I guess How many seasons are there? Six. And I'll finish it eventually. Like I respect... I respect it, and I enjoyed the the show. You're shaking the table a little bit. But he was oh, saying sorry. that he doesn't. I'm swinging my feeties. He was saying that he doesn't like to feel. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to feel uh, depressed. Yeah, like if I like don't what have you watch makes a big difference on how you're feeling. And I don't, for some reason, think that way with movies and shows. I really like to watch stuff that makes me cry and get really sad yeah. and think about things in big sad ways. But I don't really like listening to sad music generally. And I think that I don't know That's what it weird. is, but when I hear your stuff like coming from the shower, I was just telling Anthony like, dude, this is this would make me miserable. I I, I hear it like from that room, even in here, and I feel sad, like in here. Which to me, is so weird <laughs> because then he'll watch like six seasons of BoJack, which is just like traumatic event after well, traumatic see, event, and he's trying to kill himself or whatever happens in that show this was later a, on. I explained this to a girl recently. She asked me like, why I like like pop punk and like I don't know maybe I explained to one of you guys I don't know I explained this to someone that I I laugh all the time and I like to laugh and I like to make people laugh so like comedy is like a part of my life and it doesn't mean that I'm a fucking comedian but I like to make people laugh and I and I laugh 90% of the time and I feel like I play games that are like action oriented so when it comes to entertainment I need something that's like fresh and different and that's scary and fucking sad as shit. And whether it's movies or music. And the other thing that I explained to you a while ago was that if, let's say in the song, okay, let's say it's like a story so far song or Corey fucking Wells, the guy's saying like he wants to kill himself or Lil Peep even. Mm. I can sing the lyrics and feel like I'm getting that off my chest that I want to kill myself if I really wanted to or whatever the song is. And then I feel like I almost talk to someone about it. Because it's like the same thing. If I were to go to a therapist and sit here and say, like, I'm really sad, you know, me and my ex-girlfriend didn't work and blah, 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 I can, I'm still saying it, which is helping me because I'm getting it off my chest. But if I'm just singing the lyrics to the song, it kind of does the same thing for me. I, that's how I feel when I watch BoJack or, like, uh, I knew that that phone was going to go off. They're not, maybe they won't hear it. They won't hear it. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. It's a ghost. Yeah, that's how I feel about shows. Like, I feel like I'm getting it. Like, there's a character that's going through something that I feel like I really relate to. So it's like I'm talking to somebody about but, it. Don't you but it's my not. counter to him was that sad songs are over in three minutes. So it's like even if you don't like it and it brings your mood down, just like what you said, then it's over really quick. Whereas BoJack or sad shows or whatever are like hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, seasons. I think that when you watch a sad show or a sad movie, like, you, you look for direction because there, it's a character that's like showing what he does in this really shitty situation. Like fucking the only sad movie that I ever talk about, which is Beautiful Boy. Um, it's like the brother's a drug addict and is like fucking his life up. And you kind of mm-hmm. see how the dad handles it, which can give someone like us um, like direction on like how to handle someone in our life that's addicted to drugs. But you're not. You're, that's giving you direction. But a song, if you're singing along to a really sad song. You're like talking your own fucking shit, kind of. I don't know. Because because you're I think it's two different it? different things. Yeah, I think it's two different things. Yeah, I think it's two different things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really think. I don't know. I don't think. I don't really believe in a lot Maybe, of that. Uh, one of the sh- one of the <laughs> questions well, you have to mean? ask your audience. The next question you ask them should be like. Do you guys like sad movies and sad music, or one or the other, or what's their take on? That? I don't know. I think I just like I don't depressing like shit. I don't know. Maybe read their answers. I don't know why it is, what it is with but me. But I think that I'm. A stupid idea. I never, I never <laughs> said that I was depressed, and I never took medicine for depression. But I listen to, I fucking live and breathe sad shit. And you guys have accepted depression mm-hmm. in your lives, mm-hmm. and you don't. And you like to steer clear of that. So let's fucking figure that one out. Because what does that have to do? Like, what what does that mean? What are you saying? So 
if I don't think I'm depressed and I never and I, and I never think that I'm depressed enough to go get medicine or go get help like serious help, but you guys have, why do I listen and fucking breathe sad shit and you guys like ska music and fucking rainbow you know parties? I'll take a stab. <laughs> I'll take a stab at it, and it's gonna be different probably for literally everyone. Uh, but my little stab at it might be once you've had it in your lives, in our lives or whatever, you don't. It's like I would say I don't want it anymore, like to feel it when I don't really have to, like if it's not forced upon me by like life or things I can't control. Uh, and because you haven't maybe f felt it in that way, maybe you can see the um, what's the word like the Ozone entertainment layer. value. Like the entertainment value in it, or something like that. Uh, but I still like sad music, and I think all, a lot of the music you listen to is great. So, do you do you? Th how often do you cry to music, or a show? Uh, at least a couple times a year. I cry to music if it reminds me of. I don't like. To, I don't like to listen to a new song with really sad lyrics that I haven't heard before, and then I cry. But that's not a thing that I ever do. I'll, I'll listen to a song and cry if it reminds me of something that from the. What's the, the saddest past. fucking line of a song that you know? Uh, it's hard to say. Well, I can't think of like the saddest one, but one that always gets me is uh, I think it's like the first track on the Tegan and Sarah album. So I think it's called "So Jealous" or something. I can't remember the name of the song right now, but uh, oh man, now I'm not gonna be able to remember it because I put myself on the spot. Vince, but it's basically one? something about how uh, this they the person doesn't like themselves. Hmm. That's really all it is. But the chorus is also really catchy. What's the first song or, or first movie you've ever cried to, like as a kid? Because mm. I remember when I was little, it's Fox I, I okay, not a movie. That. I remember when I was little, me and my first girlfriend ever went through a breakup, and there was a song called "If If It Means a Lot to You." It was by a day to remember, and it's like a screamo punk kind of song. And I remember we cried to the song together you told me that because either. it was when like you, as you were breaking yeah. up. Yeah, no, no, not like as we were breaking up, but we just had cried to the song together, like in the car because, because you just liked it a lot. No, because it reminded us of our fucking relationship. But wait, but you were crying over before you were broken up. It was like on the like we had already broken up once and oh. then like been on a break and then we listened to the song. We we're like this like most couples have their like love song that they love to play that's happy. We had like our sad breakup shit song. Mm. And then I remember there was a song called Ashley by Escape the Fate. Dude, I had a fucking emo little kid face. You, you know, still are in I it. I know, I know. But yeah. when I was younger, I didn't realize how how like far it pushed back. But um, I we I listened to the song and it was called fucking Ashley and it was about a guy singing about a girl named Ashley and I sent it to my girlfriend named Lauren and I was like pretend that it's you like pretend that that's your name wow. and that I feel was like we've all done something like that when we were younger yeah it would have been Is better if I was dating a girl yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know that song yeah, that, that, oh, I, I know that song yeah. so the lyrics to my song just so I'm not leaving anyone hanging is the lyrics of the song of the chorus are, is I feel like I wouldn't like me if I met me. Mm. And it's kind of sad. And then at the end it says, I feel like you wouldn't like me if you met me. And who knows who they're talking about. But uh, Dude, I And you cried to that recently vision. or like when like you were... Like maybe a couple of years ago. But it, when I first heard it, yeah. Did we, talk about the, did we talk about the David Bowie moment that I had, I think, on the last podcast? He has a song called I Can't Bowie. Give Everything Away. Mm. When he, he, It was like the, after David Bowie died, he, had a, he did an album that released weirdly like a week or something, two weeks after he died. And that song was on it. And I thought that was really sad. Uh, it's about sort of, shockingly enough, it's about give somebody that's giving everything away and they feel like they have to fucking hold on to something. And uh, I think of a lot of songs that are like situationally sad instead of just sad you know which one got me when i was younger too and this one fucking like okay i first of all let's take a step back i think it's like sometimes you're sad i don't know if you guys have done this maybe this is just an e-boy e thing but i i know that when i was sad before maybe like 17 18 years old when i was fucking sad i would play sad music like to match my my feelings and there was a their break even song by whoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wow. like such a like like a fucking white fifteen year old girl in her is. bedroom absolutely. that got yelled at by her mom absolutely song. True. Um, <laughs> I fucking I play I would play that song and just fucking rip tears for like two hours. <laughs> and then I then I that's why I stopped doing that because I realized like 
I'm sad as fuck right now because of this problem. And now I'm listening to this guy tell me his sad fucking story. And now we're both sad together. You're creating a sad... So that's why I think I flipped it. Because now I'm happy and I'm listening to sad shit. So it balances me Everything that... There's always two sides. There's actually like 20 sides to anything like that. Because you can hear somebody say, when I'm sad, I like to listen to sad music. Because it's like it drains all that out. It's very cathartic. And then you just move on. But also, what you just said is true too, which is sometimes you're sad and you listen to sad music and it's not productive because it just Amps makes it you up. more yeah. sad. Yeah. That's true. So, what are the answers to anything in this fucking world at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really Everybody know. Everybody has like different things that comforts them, you know? So, it's like if the sad music makes you feel comforted. Then maybe that's one thing, but yeah, everybody's different. What's the weirdest thing you guys do that you feel like comforted by? Like when you're listening to it or watching it, it just feels like a blanket, even if it's weird. What's wait, really wait, wait, wait. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the question. So, what's something you do that makes you feel comfortable? Like if you're really stressed out, you do something that's really weird that makes you feel like chilled out. Um, the weirdest I'll... thing you do, because I know mine right away. What's yours? Uh, when I was like 16, I was gonna make. This is gonna get the cops. I was gonna get the cops interested later on in my life. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm kidding. When um, when I was like 16, I don't even know. How, it was your fault. Anthony showed me a Charles Manson video, <laughs> and I never knew who the fucking guy was. Maybe I was like 14. Get the cops and uh, interested. he showed me that video where they asked Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Hopefully, everyone knows who that is that listens to this. I have a feeling some of your audience might not. Probably okay um, if they don't. Uh, where am I going with this? Oh, Anthony showed me a video where they asked him, who are you? Or tell us in a sentence who you are. And he does all these creepy faces and he says, I'm nobody. Oh, yeah. That creeped me out at first. But then I read Helter Skelter and I sort of did a deep dive into like his life. And now, weirdly, if I feel stressed out or like I need a little root, uh, I'll put on like interviews Whoa. or fucking shit about Charles Manson. Do you think it's... I, I think I know why you do that. You do? Yeah, I would say... I mean, it's kind of fucked up. But it's I would say it's completely fucked up. I would up. say it's because, like, if you feel... I mean, this is just how I would interpret it. If you feel like you're, like, at a low point or something, like, looking at someone that's, like, mentally fucking out of their mind might make you feel a little bit more normal in, like, a humbling like way. Centered or something. If that's what's happening, that's pretty, like, You know what I mean? That's Because I think that... Sometimes I've also been sad, and I've I've watched like a, a docu- not even a documentary, but like a 15-minute clip on YouTube about a kid that was murdered or kidnapped or whatever, and that makes me like if I'm sad about like oh me and this girl didn't work out, and then I I see something that's like brutally fucking sad, it levels me out because then I'm like okay I'm not gonna be this kid went through this shit and I'm bitching because I'm alive and a hot girl doesn't want to fucking hang out. Like, it puts it in perspective for me, like, what a pussy you are. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think it's there's it's probably, like, there are probably people out there that think that that's wrong of us to, like, look at other people's stories. There's something to that. <laughs> yeah. There's a other... thing about it. I've just, I just, I can't speak for it, but I know that it's a thing about, like, ableism. Or, like, something being ableist. And I know that people who are, like, handicapped or whatever, because there's all those phrases about, like, I was fucking sad until I saw the man who had no feet. I don't know what the beginning of that was. The saying is, yeah. um, I, was sad I, cried when, shoes. I cried when I had no shoes until I saw the guy who had no feet. Which is, in one, it's like very humbling. And that's the thing to take away is like gratefulness. But I think people who have those things, like who don't have feet and stuff like that, aren't super psyched about being like, the thing that people springboard off of to feel better about themselves. So there's like some argument to be made about like ableism and shit like that. I just know that that exists. I don't know what exactly it is. So I think it's an old world kind of way of looking at shit. But being humble and being grateful for like the good shit you have, obviously, is great. And I'm all for it. It's weird because to me, it's my daily. Shit. What do I look at like? Because that's like, it's actually kind of fucked up. Because I agree with you. I have a friend of mine, really good friend, that has a fucked situation and he's paralyzed and he was really upset and he was texting me and we're having like a really a little fucking heart to heart and I told him that like the world needs you here because you fucking humble like everyone around you and like you help us all and you inspire me every day and saying that I feel like it helps me 
But I also felt for a second like, well, I need, like, how the fuck does that help him? Saying you inspire me is nice because of like how, you know, he's persevering through difficult shit to like live an everyday life. But yeah, to like use him as a mirror to like, I look at your shitty situation and I, I make it like, yeah. that makes me feel good because I'm not disabled. Yeah, that's shitty. Something is wrong in that's there. That's shitty of me then. I didn't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it really is. Uh, maybe a little. I don't. I, I didn't even think that that's why I brought that up, but maybe it is. I just felt like I just feel weirdly comforted by it, and that maybe that is why. What's something? You guys we're talking about like, like the like abstract, that? like you just yeah. don't even know why you're going to. Like, kind of not really. That's why. Yeah. Um, I have. That's like, why. I think it's uh, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the only weird well thing said. that I'll do is I'll fucking lay in bed for like two hours. And just like no phone. Well, it's and not the only weird thing you'll do, but go ahead. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I'll like put my headphones in and like lay in bed and just listen to like really fucking like either like screamo or like really sad shit. And I'll just like lay there and, th- and process all the fucking lyrics. That's kind of all I do. Or like, I don't know. It's kind of it. I like to really just sit down and listen to fucking music. I kind of do the same stuff. Or I go to bed. And I'm trying to think of like a weird one. Like something you know that if you do it, it's just you're going to kind of feel a little a little alleviated. I think maybe one of those for me is like trying to get in the dark web and stuff like that. Like when mm. I do that and mm. I try to like go and search online Goes and look at drugs and shit. Um, I've also watched a lot of, I guess, yeah, that's probably the weirder one. Is watching like videos on like how to cut up fucking like powder heroin and like crystal meth and all that shit. And like... Watching those drug documentaries, there's like Drugs Inc. on um, uh, Netflix, and there's like so many of them. There's like a gangland style one, and you're just like watching people slaying fucking heroin, and for some reason that like I think that's really important. But I actually know why. Do you guys think? Let, let's see. Yeah. Do you well, guys know sure. why? Is it an answer that you don't want us to say? No, it has it's nothing. Important to, to watch people <clears throat> sling drugs. Is that what we're For me, to say? I think it is. Do you not? Do you not know? It's not about. It's not about family or any single person that we know. No, I don't know why. Because you secretly want to be a cop. <laughs> no. Well, I mean that's kind of part of it. But no, um, I think it's because when like any time that as an entrepreneur or someone that fucking thinks he's got it in his fucking bag, um, whenever I like. A miss out on a deal and you guys can relate to this like if you're getting an animation deal and the guy fucking bails or you're writing this long script and you submit it and it fucking doesn't hit like that those are digs at your personal fucking like your hobby and your career what you're trying to shoot for and if that hurts you it's because you feel like your career is not going to work out and what's the fucking like if your career doesn't work out at the long end What's going to happen? The worst case scenario, you're going to be homeless, right? Or you're going to be on the street. Like, that's kind of what you're fearing. You're not really thinking of it, but my shit's not working out. I don't want to get a job. The fear starts building up because what if I can't afford my own shit? That's why you start watching fucking drug documentaries like in and gangland. In case you ever reach that point, you'll know, like... Hmm. I'll know how to fucking live in that. And then you don't get scared anymore. Because then it's like, if I know I can... <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> what is that weird? Like, go ahead. <laughs> but that's sure. the question. Because then if I, if I know that, okay, if I'm ever homeless, I'm going to fucking... Like, I know prices for fucking heroin. I know how to slang this and that. <laughs> like, I know what type of guys to stay away from. I know how to survive and, like, get a little group full of guys and pay them off and help them move shit. Like, now... If deals don't work with Crystalia, I got a fucking bag of heroin in my mind that I'm going to know how to flip. <laughs> Did you know how to make Essentially. them, Essentially. Not know how this to make it. It's definitely a cop-centric episode if the FBI was like looking for something to how, listen No, I don't to. know how to make it. It's just like you know how no. to like get around no. in the fucking streets. I was going to say that if you're, if you're fucking thinking about like something in your... Not even thinking. If something in your... I swear to God. It's fine. No, it's fine. If something in your career goes wrong and then you're sad, I think that's a sign that you need to separate yourself from your career stuff. Because if you ride that fucking wave of like whenever something's good, you're happy, and when things are bad, you're sad, I think you're. Uh, Dude, like what it. happens when it goes all the way down, you know? Because you're saying you would turn to dealing drugs and stuff. 
But I think a lot of other people would I mean, just I didn't, be well, okay, miserably well, depressed. Well, I didn't be, say I would turn to drugs. I'm saying if it goes all the well, way down, that's do. literally what the whole no, story no, I, was. No, I was saying that like if everything in my turn world went, the wrong, went wrong, I would be prepared. I don't mean like prepared if the drugs. sneaker selling doesn't work out, I'm going straight I literally the think fucking... all of that is, you know, whatever. That's fine. I was just trying to make the point that if you're riding the wave... Yeah. What happens when it goes fucking all the way down? And that's, I think people in real life probably kill themselves because their careers don't go a certain way. Even if they were millionaires and they were up here and then if they, like, something doesn't go their way, I think they, they end it. So that's why? I think you have to separate your actual self from your career self. And the person who's here, who's you, has all these different qualities about like what they like and you know what what kind of fucking tea they drink and coffee and shit and their best friends and their family and your career stuff is this other facet of you that uh, if you sucked at it, everyone in your life would still love you and, uh, and literally nothing would be different about your, about your life. People wouldn't abandon you. I think it's important to get that message out to people. I got, um, I got one for you. I got fucking, that's like basically my whole fucking past four years is like when I was in school, I didn't really like people, and I kind of bought a lot of friendships with like because when I was making yeah, a lot of money, used to go to school and carry around like seven hundred dollars cash in your yeah, and then like buy like pay my friend forty bucks for gas to take me somewhere, like overpay the fuck out of them, and then you start making friends with them, but it's all out of money. And then when I was like a salesman in high school, every like that was my only goal was like, and I think that the world trains people this way is to like feel happy when you get A's and feel like yeah. shit and get punished when you get E's or D's. And they kind of set you up for literally the first 12 fucking years of your life, or I guess the from f- age 5 to 18. You're very set up to fucking do a lot of this if you're a dumb kid like I am. Because like I'm finally getting a B. Maybe I'm going to have, no, you're getting a fucking D. Oh, but maybe now I'm getting training. Don't you about- think you're going to do a lot of this anyway? Well, but what I'm saying is that to go off of your thing of like separating your career, your whatever, art is then doing sneaker sales was like I like lived for the Instagram like 500 likes and fucking everyone's hit me up and blah blah and it is really cool and I'm extremely thankful but the reason why I started this podcast was to make a fucking career and like get my name out there and blah blah blah. and now like fucking 80 episodes later I do it more I've done it more in the past like 30 episodes as like literally a proof of concept, like can I do it? Is it fun? Are people enjoying it? If not, I like I'm still gonna do it because I'm not even I don't even care to be a fucking radio host anymore. Like I used to be. Like now I want to go more sales and like do the shit that I dreamed of doing when I was 14, helping yeah, dad out. Doing a little back and forth. Yeah, and and I and it's cool because I can merge the two now with like these celebrity endorsement deals that I have for the company. But it's I I got fucked because my business was like. Am I going to meet a celebrity to really have a great genuine time and get to know them? Or am I going there to like take a picture and show off and like, and it was both like I had the good intentions, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of just to like rank up and fucking, and I hate that. It was a fun life for me too, for like, you know, a year Yeah, and then you just get get talking to celebrities and like having all these celebrity friends. It really sucks. It's so difficult. I totally know what you guys feel like, you know. <laughs> no, I was it's just a... talking to Clay Aiken actually the other day. <laughs> he's me and him are like this, and he's always texting me. He's fucking annoying. No, it's it's the part that's like <laughs> my point is I get it. I get I it. Of. That's I think Instagram and all that is more Clay of that Aiken. up and down thing than didn't they take likes away? They're thinking about no, it. No, they should have. I think like I think if they would have done that when we were sort of in our peak Instagram time it maybe would have felt really different I remember like I would sit there animating for like you know a month to get some video for somebody and then when they would put it up you get like 2,000 followers and everybody's messaging you and this is so good and I want one and how much would you charge and you definitely get a rush of like oh now I'm really good and important and happy and then the next like three weeks when you're working on the next thing my brain would be in the in the freaking hole in the gutter but part of it is you gotta go fucking just business mode like that's how it is and I like that but I like I try to not get too emotional when it comes to shit like that but after a while it, it was just the fact or the thought of like I'm literally spending all of this fucking money to go do this shit and then I'm coming back and then I have to 
I have to keep doing that. Like, it's not just like a one minute thing. And for you, it wasn't either because it's yeah. months. Yeah. Like, you're putting months of work in to feel a rush of like, hell yeah, yeah I got right. followers. But once you reach that high, now you've upped the bar that's like, okay, well, I, I only got 400 followers from this post. Like, and now I want to get seven. And if you get under four, you're like not satisfied. Right. Sure. And you're like, so, where did I fuck up? Part of me is like, it's really great because it makes you fucking hustle your ass off and you're shooting for higher numbers. But I think that it's really important that anyone in a business of like, like, um, that you're fucking on your own entrepreneur style business or what's yours called? Self. I mean, it was, we were doing, it was self-employed. Anyone that's like small businesses, I think it's really important to like take breaks, like a month long break and like do things that make you happy genuinely, whether it's playing Fortnite or hanging out with your family or cooking or something like that, just so you can like remind yourself that this isn't the only thing that fucking puts me here. Like a great meal puts me here, cooking, sex, fucking whatever it is. When I'm saying like don't ride the wave kind of stuff, a lot of it is even trying to separate your mind from the concept that if your work, if your career work is failing, that that has anything to do with you personally. You know what I mean? Like we, it's a capitalist fucking idea Mm. that uh, when you're working and you're making money, then you're like a quality, a higher quality, more worthy human being, Uh, and that shit has to go. I know from like writing scripts and stuff, it's like if you write something that isn't very good, they like a a person who rides the wave of that would look at them. Why are you laughing? Because I blew an O. Oh, nice. Okay, keep going. Good atmosphere. A person who rides the wave like that would look at themselves and be like, I'm personally shitty or I'm like unworthy because I, I'm supposed to be a writer and I can't write a good script. Whereas it's actually an essential part of that process to become a better writer is to accept that you're going to write a lot of shitty scripts yeah. and that you're not going to be very good for a while. And then even when you do get good, you might just write a shitty thing or your first draft usually sucks. You know what I mean? So there's a ton of people out there who want to be writers who they get to that stage where they're writing a lot, but it's really bad, and then they'll quit because they're like, I'm just no good. I just can't write a good... I can't get a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. When uh, in reality, you have to get the bad ones out there and you got to keep going. You have to disconnect the quality of something from like your self-esteem is what it is. Yeah. They can't be tied together. When was the last time you guys felt disconnected from this world? I used to actually have dissociative, whatever mm-hmm. that was, the episodes... You? Have what? Which is like dissociative episodes in high school. It's probably something tied to anxiety that I didn't like realize and like depression or whatever. But it was like where you feel like you're, you're like if I was here right now, I wouldn't feel like I was actually in this room. And I'm kind of like, it's a scary feeling. It's like you're not actually here. Like, is that like loneliness, like extreme? Or who, what? It could be a million loneliness things. Loneliness extreme is what's on the <laughs> fucking bottle of pills that they give you for it. I, I don't know what it is. I actually couldn't speak to it. I only I, had it's it a, a feeling that, bit. like, I, in high school, I had a bunch of friends that said that they would dissociate. And mm-hmm. I was like, what do you, it's a really hard thing to understand what it, what they're talking about if you've never felt it before. So I'm guessing you never have. Loneliness extreme. No, it's like you. <laughs> it's like you don't even feel like you're alive. It's like everything that, at least from my like experience, your body. Yeah, it was your like you're looking really. around and none of this is really real, and I'm not even really here. It was. It had to do a lot with being like sad, and you feel like you don't have, at least for me, like an impact on anything around you. And I was being in high school. You're in the hallway. You're just, kind of... you're just going along with the herd. You know what I mean? The penguins fucking waddling with your backpacks on. And it's like nothing matters. I got real low. Had those feelings? No, <laughs> I've I've had feelings in high school where, like, it's not it's never about me. It's never my like I, I'm a fucking realist, and I I don't like I always think that I'm too smart for shit like that. I think I always outsmart it, but I go overboard, which is instead of feeling like nothing is real and all that, I literally used to walk around like the hallways and think like none of these people are fucking real and like they're all like robots and like they literally i can do anything right now and nobody's gonna it doesn't matter you're saying all these people are robots are you are you thinking like they're all just very dumb no no no. i mean like literally robots like Like, literally like i'm the only person that's a human being here and like because and the reason i felt this way was because i saw so many fucking patterns and when you're an outsider fucking looking in you you understand this when I because when I was the insider and I'm like going to parties with everyone smoking drinking doing everything that everyone does 
you don't see it because that's everyone around you is doing the same thing as you. So you feel like a part of something. But when you fucking take a step back and you're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go tonight. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to walk with these kids. And now you're literally walking on this side of the fucking school while that group that used to hang with is right here. You start to literally think like this is 25 different people that all do the same exact seven fucking things. There's no way that they're human. Whoa. That's how I would think. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> That's such a leap. And it, and it was like hundreds of people though. Like when it's like, dude, if I was in school now, I would fucking kill myself because the amount of people that are like, like imagine going to school now and like everyone's dabbing, everyone's flossing. It's just everyone. It's like I don't know if it's really like that, that shit that, scares me for school? for real. That like scares trends me. happen. It's not even trends. It's like, it's why do you sniffing. all think this is funny? Okay, there is a like little bit Like the Tiger of... Belly fucking show? Tiger King? Tiger oh, Belly. Tiger, Tiger Belly's great. Tiger Belly's oh, a podcast. That's Bobby Lee. That is really good. Tiger, what's it King. called? Tiger King. Yeah, there are so many things about the show that everyone says, okay? That that's not that's funny, but you. everyone dies laughing. Yeah, and, but it's not funny to me because I'm the outsider. There are other people that don't think it's There's funny. There's even like phrases that just come up in the like culture that are like that. Like I even say something. Saturdays are say, for the boys. Or like mood. Or but like that stuff has been forever. That's or let's go. I, like, can't. I can think of like, like all of a sudden people just start, you just start hearing them. Nice say something. There's too. probably a ton of science behind that, but that's been a thing. Even the '70s, they all said groovy and shit like that. Yeah, true. The '60s, true. I'm sure there's. I there. hate you can that. Take shit. it all the way back. I it just fucking comes hate up that. And then what is the word it? for that? You love to see it. You love to see it. That's a Mikey line. That's a Mikey line. You love to see it. So does nature. I say a lot of them too. I try to not, but it's weird. Yeah. They just kind of all of a sudden somebody says it, and They're your bomb. brain goes into like but I, that's one of these. When I think of that, I think of like I think of a big fucking monster with his mouth open, huge open, and he's like sucking people into his fucking realm, <laughs> and all these people that are getting sucked at are are losing their like humanitarian like traits, and like the thought to like make up my own thing and original content and. Making people laugh in my own way, like goes out the window, what and it's you, just like I'll say what everyone else says. What do you think the demon is? Um, fish that's sucking it all in. Like, like what is he, a, he or she? Uh, I guess a manifestation. You could say like of, media, or like social like media, consumer like social fucking, trends, and just. I don't of, know. It's like I think it's, it's like, like kind of your brain I think it's literally bit. lack of. Like, I think it's like the world... Okay, there's multiple things. I think it's either that the the world as a whole is either so fucking sad and so, like, fucked. Like, you're, there's like a majority of people... Not a majority, but a lot of fucking people are... Actually, probably majority. Middle, lower, poverty class. Like, fucking figuring it out, grinding. There's a lot of stress on them. All the essential workers right now, all of them. And I think that when all of these people are just fucking struggling which is a majority of the world, and then there's like a little goofy, funny thing that everyone laughs at. It's easy to look at that and want to laugh because it's, it's way easier to do that than it is to go seek like specific things that you will actually die laughing at that you can connect to. Do you understand what I mean? Kind of. Like if I'm fucking miserable and I'm just in a little shit pond and I can't, like, and, I, and I'm just, I'm sitting in my shit pond and now you guys start talking about like, White Schrute from The Office. Yeah, The Office jokes. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's funny. And then the more you do it, I'll eventually think like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Dwight's funny. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I didn't like look at myself in my (laughs) shit pond reflection and say like, there are these things that I hate about myself. Let me go turn those things into like comedy and laugh at them and really reroute my brain into, you know what I mean? It's just like I'm getting the cheap laugh because I don't want to spend time to like, dive into something that I can connect to. I think that's intense. It reminds me of a lot of a lot of the type of shit that I used to think about music where like people who liked pop music, I used to think like, well they're just taking like the fucking low hanging fruit or like the yeah, lowest common denominator. Like if you liked Taylor Swift or something like that, it's like you were a fucking normie or something like that. I don't think that anymore. I also don't think that's true for for some reason I just don't tie those two things together. I think you can Genuinely think Dwight Schrute is just the funniest thing since fucking. I think Anthony's the healthiest since air horns. Table by far. Yeah, yeah. These, <laughs> are, like, <laughs> these are the these are the the 
correct, I think, like healthy brain. <laughs> I get a fucking blue ways. Yeah, I'm not saying that my way is right at all. No, I I'd think... like to hear that. So I feel like we learn we're learning a lot about Ange this episode. Yeah. But I guess you're saying we're learning a lot about me. Yeah. So maybe we should no, learn something about Vince. Ask Vince a good question. I just told a story recently that when I was a kid, uh, I used to play a weird game. Think about weird games you played when you were a kid, or like things that you were dreaming up in make believe land. I used to get a bath towel from the upstairs closet, and I would go into the basement. Wrap it around your head and light it on fucking fire? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I would wrap it over my mouth and <laughs> you just burn sit in the closet up. and light myself on fire. <laughs> um, I would take a bath towel and go downstairs before the basement was finished. Like when you were, when the walls had all like that yellow shit when we first moved in, you were probably too young to even I remember. I remember that. When it was, it would be freezing cold, and I would get down there with a blanket and no pillow. And I would just try to go to sleep for the night down there because I would think that if I did that, I would like know what it's like for a homeless person. Whoa! And I would How like old have are you? more. Of See, a that's really kind of like young, me watching like, shit on Netflix. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I think it's all a little more. Can you think of a weird stuff you did like that as kids? I got one. Got? <laughs> I got one for oh, sure. Oh, I got a weird ass one. But this you is go? just, and we're not diving into this, pal. Okay. okay. I won't this say a is word. just something I'm gonna say. All right, um, say a word about it. When I was a kid, you know, parents argued a lot. Fucking brothers weren't really weren't really nice to me. Um, I kind of got used by my brothers. They didn't. They were always <laughs> oh very close. God. You can tell they're very Did close. And I was the outcast, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, I try to make friends. Then I realized everyone is robots. So I was on my own. <laughs> okay, so those origin story for how he became a super villain. So I was alone a lot and. Um, and, and I, and it's weird because I was alone a lot, but I was, I had the most friends and I had the most, but I was alone a lot and I felt alone in a lot of those friendships, but I was just like fucking playing the game. And, um, the thing that I did that kind of compares to you going in the basement with a towel, weird shit that you did at home was that I remember one time our, our, our parents were arguing fucking bad and I had just gotten like the I gotten when we would or when mom would get cereal from the grocery store, I would rip the cereal box open and look on the inside and I would see like go to www.frostedflakes.com yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and I found out like how to use the internet. And now this is like three years after being a cereal box fucking decoding genius that <laughs> I knew how to use the internet, okay? So now parents are fighting. Nope. I go online. Amazon.com. I got one of those fucking roll down ladders that was on, <laughs> that was on a. It was like two ropes with like wood, 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 and it had two hangers. And I was on the second floor, and I overlooked the fucking backyard. So I, okay, I have to leave this house. My wow, parents are fucking. No you, didn't story. No. you didn't know this. I know. And I and I ordered the thing, and I hooked the fucking ladder on the outside of my window. And I remember doing it in the middle of the night, and it hit the window at the, at the, I think it hit the basement sliding glass door or something like that. And I was looking down thinking like, like I felt good. Like now you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck my brothers. I got oh an God. exit strategy out of this fucking place. So you place. had the ladder? I literally had the ladder. And then I threw it out because I got scared mom would find it. <laughs> and then it overcame anyways. Or like if anybody would so find it. So it worked and it went all the way down to the ground? I never did it. But, but you it, like rolled it out? It rolled. I think it rolled pretty close. Because I remember hearing the end That's hit. pretty I remember like it was sad. yesterday. I remember hearing the fucking ladder hit the glass. And it was either a window or a door. So it went down. I just remember looking there. And it was like, I dude, it's so crazy because it gives me like goosebumps. But I remember looking out the window and seeing the lake and seeing the pool and seeing this ladder. And just thinking like... I f- like I felt good. That's bizarre. Like free? Yeah, like Holy I just felt like shit. like, and I think that that like you were prob- gonna run away. That might, yeah, or like I just made me feel like I could. And it's so weird, also, that he would do all of that instead of just thinking he could like leave through the front door. Yeah, but I guess in you don't want to go kid world. Yeah. It's like the quiet. Well, route. the other thing That's was that like wild man, my mind is blown. We were trained to like. The, I mean, every family is. It's not just us. Every fucking family. The kids, when the parents are screaming, the kids are kind of like, all right, let them fucking have the ring for today. Like, And you kind of go to your room. Right. So it was like, yeah, 
as a kid, when you're like 10 years old, if you're if you're scared of going into the living room because your parents are arguing or your brothers that bully you and don't invite oh you to play God, games with them. Shit. You bullied us, but okay. Uh, if you're... I know, I know. bullied us too as a double bully. Let me finish. If you're scared to go out the door and you don't want to pass them because that's too much like discomfort for a kid to handle, you you fucking order the ladder. And I think that it's weird, but... I literally didn't thought of this until now, but I think that me doing that, it probably plays a big part of why I look at our family as more of like a, it was our, it was shitty, but it was kind of all right. And you guys look at it as more of like the shitty times were I don't were even fucked. think about it like that, but yeah. But it was because like I, I was kind of solving these problems for That's, myself. How old did you say you were when you did that? Like 11 yeah. or 10. Mine's going to be a lot less interesting than that, I guess. But, uh, like, just weird ritualistic weird shit that you would do as yeah. kids. Mine, I guess, was when we went, when I was in, like, either the bathtub really young or as in the pool later on. This is, like, probably preteen era. Whenever Kingdom Hearts came out and you get in this weird, like, cringy, kind of <laughs> overly poetic <laughs> mindset, I'm I would go there. in the pool, especially if I was alone. I'm imagining I only did this <laughs> by myself, is I would swim to the bottom where you can see your shadow of you. Right? So I would go like to the lining, the bottom of the pool or whatever, the bathtub. I can't imagine seeing my shadow in a bathtub. But anyway, you would reach to like the bottom floor of it and you would see your shadow like reaching out towards you. And I would like pretend in my mind that there was somebody on the other side who was like super like, I don't know, they were either like, they were, they wanted to meet me as much as I wanted to meet them. And it was like this really wild, like you're underwater and you're floating, you all hear is like, You know what I mean? The bubbles are going up. <laughs> and you're like reaching out and like your legs are flying in the air. And so it's like some so bullshit of Kingdom the Hearts. the bottom but, of the pool? Yeah. And you're like, go, you're swimming like straight down oh. and you can see your shadow and you're like reaching out. It was very, Did I don't know what you call that. that. actually was Kind of. Else? I was like, I was really just playing with it in my head as you're underwater. Like, what if it is like someone on this other dimensional plane? And then one plane? day right when you're at the bottom, it just goes, and it starts choking you. <laughs> <laughs> Balls it's fucking up. Creed from the the tree. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> a family. Joke. Just, we had this pond behind our house, and as a way of making sure Ange never went back there when he was a baby, yeah, we said there was a demon that lived under this like willow tree that was there named Creed. After probably the band Creed, <laughs> I always thought of it as what were they supposed to be? A giant? What were they? Yeah, I, think I always I thought of it giant. like as one of the animals from like where the wild things are animals whatever they are beasts and like a huge one that lived under the willow tree i don't know how you imagined it just something like that you know i thought it looked like in dora there's a fucking troll that's like all yellow (laughs) and he lives under a bridge i thought it looked like that but like dark and fucking feathery do you think it was real yeah okay good so it worked yeah let's share i want you to share a quick story this is probably a good instagram clip too Tell us okay. about how when you were younger, you kind of thought you were going to be a superhero. Wow. How do you mm. even know this? Because you shared it with me before. Oh, my God. It's a... Uh, sure. So when I was a kid, I grew up listening... Or not listening to, reading. When I was, I'm going to start that one over fresh. When I was a kid, I grew up reading like Spider-Man comics and uh, the Marvel Civil War, stuff like that. And I just ate that shit up. So if it was like Spider-Man or literally any superheroes. I love Teen Titans, but that might have been a little bit later. Um, and I like that stuff so much that if... And I I really identified with Peter Parker. I'm sure I'm not the only one who I felt like kind of nerdy and I had these shitty... They weren't shitty, but they were like crooked all the time, glasses and stuff. And people would make fun of me in school, in like elementary school. Uh so and I noticed that they made fun of Peter Parker too, like the sporty kids and stuff. And then Peter Parker gets powers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, so I'm being bullied. I also had all these weird ritualistic things where I thought God was trying to always make everyone's lives equal. So I thought if one kid's, like my friend would break their arm, my other friend would break his arm. And I would literally ask my friend's mom and I'd be like, so is God going to break my arm and when? Like, is it going to be soon? I was dead serious. And she was like, she I don't think so. Yes. Very soon. Uh, so I saw Peter Parker. Like I was like, okay, if you get bullied, 
you're going to get powers later. <laughs> they actually thought that was true. Wow. So uh, I would walk around and it was always weird, creepy shit. Like when we were going on like family trips and you guys would like go over there for a second, I would like go over to the side and either try like spider powers or I would see if I had super strength or if I could read somebody's mind. Like if you saw people walking by, I'd be like, not with the hands obviously, <laughs> but you're really watching them and you're like trying to figure it out. So I actually did think I was going to become a superhero. Did that inspire you? Do you think to like, like, do yeah. you think that gave you some fucking reason to like make certain characters in comics? Yeah, uh, I made a character of my own, uh, like superhero character named Afro Man, Love and he him. his only powers were I guess he was hyper athletic or he could like jump really high, but he looked exactly like me. Very coincidentally, his uh, bad guys were three orangutans. I remember them. You're thinking you might be thinking a monkey dude. Son of a bitch, I am. But he also looked like me. So. Acroman's bad guy was a little guy. Metalhead. He had a little. He had a little robot. That was also in. He was a chimpanzee in a mech. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All of monkey dude's villains were based on Are those monkeys super, and apes. That? I you made, made them all. A bunch of superheroes oh. when I was a kid. Uh, and superheroes. I also that's, made that's little we action figures of them out when of you clay. Think we were ignoring you your entire childhood. It was just we were drawing at the basement table together, and you didn't know how to draw yet because you were a little baby. Where do you think? You, where do you think you guys stood in? Like high school, what would you categorize yourself as? It's always an interesting question to I think can, about. Anthony was like a band because I was guy. a little bit of everything. I yeah. wasn't in band because no, but you were like like a band. Yeah, right. Not a high school band guy, but like a like the freshman year music like in actual maybe. bands. Guy. Freshman year, I was like the fucking loser, outcast, creepy guy because I was just I don't know. Mm. I had like a couple friends, and that was it. And then as it went on. I had a couple friends that I reconnected with from middle school who were like skaters, so I was kind of a little bit into that. Had a couple skater pothead kind of friends over there, and then uh, I had a couple friends who were like football guys, and like obviously Mike's in fucking. He was in. Nick was I think he was in football player, for a minute, like, and then he was in lacrosse Nick. and stuff. Yeah, Nick was like a track guy, and Trevor was kind of also a track guy. So uh, I had like friends and a little bit of everywhere, but I never really. Unless you guys think I did, like, fit in one, where it was like, that's what yeah. he is, that's his zone. I didn't really have that. I had, like, the, like, maybe I would say the drawing, like, the art kids for yeah. most of it. I had that one year where I was in theater, so you could say, like, for that well, year. Well, it kind of lasted for multiple years, right? That crowd with I mean, Maybe my friends, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I also think, like, I, we, our high school had a communications program thing where, like, you would go and make films. I think that's probably what it was. Like, like the I was a beeping people? kid. Yeah. Which, in our, like, oh, yeah. for the people that don't know what that is, that was my clique. That's, like, the people that make movies in the school and, like, stupid And they do broadcasting. broadcasts and stuff like that, right? That was my gimmick. Yours was just the detention guys, right? Sort of the outcasts. Yeah. The... Well, in the beginning, the first two years... It was like popular, fucking everyone liked me. The second or the last two years, it was like shithead, fucking. But it's weird because the the students thought I was the shit freshman and sophomore year, and the teachers fucking hated me. And then junior and senior year, the students fucking hated me, and the teachers thought I was the shit. Because that's when I was making deals with like, I'll fucking hack into this phone and find out who stole it and get the iCloud password. In return, you guys write off two of my detention days. They would do something, and they like that. literally would do that. Yeah, and It'd I could be say cool that. to write something around that. Did the principal we'll like you at that, that school towards time. the end? Junior year and sophomore year, yeah. Well, junior year was Mr. Edwards, and I remember fucking busting that guy's balls all the time because I enjoyed it for fun. Like he would laugh. Yeah, like I, he would call me down. I would get fucking. Angelo, please come to the office. And then I'd fucking, okay, get my bag, walk down, and then I'd go to the office, and then they'd be like, Mr. Edwards wants to see you. And I, they would say that, okay, and now I would take my ID off because I like to get under people's fucking skin. Mm -hmm. I'd purposely take my ID off, and I'd fucking pull out my wad of money and put it in my pocket, and then I would go sit down. And then he'd be like, how's it going, Mr. Blanon? I'd be like, it's going fucking good. How are you doing? <laughs> he'd be like, good. Why don't you put your ID on? Nope. <laughs> what, are, what are we here to talk about? Put your ID on. No. Yep. No. Nope. Go home then. Home. See ya. That's how it would fucking go. Cause, cause for me it was like, I don't care. What are you gonna sit here and tell me to fucking? You gotta pay attention in class. You gotta put your phone away. It's why like I'm that, not gonna why do isn't it. That allowed. Cause not for me. That's not for me. <laughs> okay. 
and and I think that in in fucking too, ten man. years, when I'm running when when I'm running the for fucking show for no for a company, um, I'm gonna be a fucking sick. I would be a sick team leader or a or a boss because when you don't like to be bossed around and you fucking literally hate it, and then you have people working for you. Like I appreciate a lot of people that help me. I pay fucking random people on Instagram 50 bucks to find me a pair of shoes. Like, I like to reward that. Do you feel like you're think, good at, like, teamwork? Um, it's weird. I'm good at teamwork if I'm the fucking leader. Okay. But, well, I, I mean, if you give me a role, because I, I always liked when we would do group projects that was like, Angelo, you are going to cover this. This guy's going to cover this. I appreciate structure, and I could work with that. But when it's like we're all figuring it out together – Nope, because <laughs> my I can't like. What do you do in that situation? I was in this speech class this past semester, <coughs> and they were we were, we were talking about like different natural roles that people like assume in a group setting. There's a bunch of names for them, but if you're if you're in a situation like that in school or in work or in life, what's what do you become? Everybody, you guys just figure it out. There's like five of you. There's a like one person wants to kind of just like quietly do nothing or like kind of distance themselves let everybody else figure it out one person like takes the reins and is like okay you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this I do actually kind of like that role uh, that's mine too like the naturally. organizer where yeah. they're like okay so let's do this this and this I like to be the guy who lays the at least like the groundwork I like to have my idea in there early there's, <laughs> like, a, there's like, one this is what uh, we'd be really good at doing and this is sometimes it goes like too far and they call it like the monopolizer where you almost just want to do everything and it doesn't fucking matter yeah, what other people are, are doing person. Uh, because you have like maybe little trust that the rest of them are sure. going to actually do it right. In school, I'm that guy for sure. You want to do like every part yeah, of like it? Yeah, I, I like a lot of the time people come to me like I can tell like and no one else really gives a shit about getting the grade or in my mind that's how it feels. So then I'll just like, okay, just give me that part, fine. I'll do it too. Okay, well, I'll do all this. And then we get the, uh, the A. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same way. I think you want to do it all yourself? In actual high school when you had like other ones projects, oh, what did you other, do? Other things that were on that list were like the, the clown or like the guy that's trying to keep it light and yeah keep everybody no laughing. i was the person that i would literally go i remember multiple times specifically mr saluznik do you remember him no. he was like a like a fucking like biology a teacher but we always had these character. projects and i would go right up he would be like angelo you're with jonathan taylor and sammy and then everyone would get their thing i would literally watch my fucking group go to this corner and I would sit down with them for about two seconds and then walk to the teacher and I'd be like, can I please do this on my own? And they'd be like, really? And I'd be like, I can't work with them. I, I promise you I will do it all on my own in the same amount of time. Why did you want like, to work with well, them? I guess. And then I'd fucking <laughs> smoke them and get a D. Yeah. <laughs> just so to really, really prove just it wrong. didn't want that Cause, experience. Because, yeah, no, and I, sometimes I actually did. Like, there was a few times where... I remember in reading there was one too where we had projects to do on our own. My my teacher Miss Adcock probably remembers this, and I chose to go my own route and do it on my own and draw these pictures. And I got like a B plus, and I, and that's that was freshman year. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this shit on my own. I don't fucking want to work with these idiots. And I I can't stand when like, I don't know. I just thought I was here in that school and everybody else was here. I feel like so, I kind of felt that way too. Did you have that? Yeah. Which is good because you have a good fucking sense of like confidence and ego and like a little bit of egomaniac, fucking overly confident, cocky jagoff is good, and especially in school. Because if you're not up here and you're down here, then you start fucking following everyone. You you go to schools it's, that you don't like. You fucking do shit you hate. You fair. fucking get a girlfriend you don't even like. Like then you start just doing shit to do it. So I think it's good to be a little over. That's kind of the Daria mentality. And that's a shout out to our fucking parents because they made us that way. It's true. And, and, so and in one way or another. With all the fucked up shit that happened, I think that when, when you're a kid and you see that two people are just fucking battling it out and they don't know how to handle their fucking emotions, it gives you the idea of like, I need to be able to figure out my that's emotions. True. I need to be sure. able to control so myself because be like I don't want to. I don't want to be like that. That's yeah. actually a big plus. So, I also think we helped it make each other that way too. Yeah. Well, when you're alone, secluded, and your brothers are playing games, you know you got to figure out. I need to play games on my Here, own. Let's rewind for a second. What do you think that weird shit where I thought I was going to be a superhero? What do you think that did that do anything for my life? What do you read that as? I think that's like 
that's like some fucking Stanley shit. You don't like, think it's like he was probably autistic as a kid? Not no. in an offensive way at all. Sometimes I just actually think. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't know. No, I think of that as honest. like crazy creative, because like that's just like a that's a perspective on the world that's like so different that that you can fucking play with because it's all fantasy. And if you really believe it in the beginning, I don't know if that touches base with autism, but I don't think that that's, like I think that that's just cool. Like I think that when you are 30 years old and you've made it to like a huge Nickelodeon script and you're writing and all this shit, that's a story that's like directly connects to your career. Because it's not like you thought that and then you went to go be an office worker and then like had nothing to do with you know what I mean? Sure. That's where I would sense a problem. So you're kind of saying like it had like a lasting effect, whatever it was. It's kind of which the, is true. the same way as like when I was watching. I mean, not the same, but I relate that to like when I was watching a lot of like Gary Vee every fucking day when I was like like 19 or 18, and I was like doing exactly what he fucking said. It's kind of like you're you're trying to mimic the person that you idolize. Mine happened to be a real person. Yours was a fiction story, but they're you're doing the same thing and you're trying to get their goals. And I think that that's just like really cool. I think it's. I think one day when you're 30 and you're working at Nickelodeon, you're gonna be. You guys are gonna get out of like a writers' meeting or something. You're gonna be kind of thinking about this. You're probably gonna take a walk, maybe like go to I don't know Subway and try to get some lunch or something. And then you're gonna grab your sandwich. Please. And as you pull your hand away from your sandwich, there's going to be a little web. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're going to realize that it was all wow, true. Holy shit. True the whole fucking time. Yeah. Wow. Well, on that note, guys, i got to go take a piss. So what do yeah. you say? All right. Well, thank you guys this for being on the one, show right? again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. I just <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed Every, literally, like, during quarantine, I want to just keep keep winging these because sure. I, I like doing the like, we should do one tomorrow where we all talk at the same time and tell like as many stories as we can as fast all as at we the can same all at the time. same time yeah, yeah. Okay. do you want to try it right now yeah okay no, like a preview one, yeah. for next no, week okay yeah, preview next for next week, week. Gonna be like this. okay so this one day I was, really I was going to my I actually like people literally could not understand what I was saying I started going like I was going really fast I was running and sprinting and I